What mattered was making sure that I aligned my investment with a program that was going to help me find the results that I needed most. Welcome to The Found Podcast with Molly Knuth, a podcast for women who are founding and getting found with their businesses online. I'm your host, Molly Knuth, and my mission is to help women rewrite how we live and work on our own terms. We want to grow families, impact others for the better, and be a positive force in our communities. But we also want to have a fulfilling life, you know? In the past six years, I've gone from being a stay-at-home mom to a freelance social media marketer to a hashtag boss babe, managing client needs, talented team members, and my husband and four kiddos on our little farm here in Eastern Iowa. And what I've learned in that time is that it's not just about going full force or any one-size-fits-all strategy for a business owner. It takes you leaning into your unique gifts, intuition, and goals, and learning who you are as a person along the way to founding this business. So come along for lessons and stories from female founders growing and scaling their businesses through energetics, tried and true tactics, and high vibe personal growth. Be ready to get found. Hey listener, today we're digging in on a topic that is so close to the heart here at MKM because as a mom and a business owner and someone who has had various seasons and iterations of business over the years, time has been something that I've learned is the most precious commodity. Now, as you're listening, I bet you can identify with the feeling that there's just more to do than there is time. Whether we look at our personal to-dos, like, oh gosh, you know, sending birthday cards, um, making time for friends, returning phone calls and text messages, or in our business where we have task after task after task to complete. We often have more to do than our schedules allow for. And so as busy women who are managing families, businesses, and other obligations, looking at ways that we can really maximize our time is one of the most important things that we can do in any season of business, regardless of whether you are new and fresh out the gate or someone who's been in business for years. This is something that's going to cycle through at every stage of business growth because your time is your most precious commodity. And at various stages of business, you will have to do different things to preserve and retain that time resource. So in today's episode, I'm going to walk you through three ways that you can get time back in your business. And we're going to start with some of the things I did early on in business all the way up to what I'm doing right now so I can get time back. And you probably have heard from various other sources that in business, you're either going to spend time or you're going to spend money. And in today's episode, that is what I'm going to talk about. What are those important investments that you can make to maximize your time? So let's dig in. All right. Number one, The first thing you can do, this is so helpful for those of you who are new in business too, is to really invest in programs, workshops, or courses that help you learn faster. So for example, in the early days of MKM, I knew that I needed to understand how to just like manage all of these things. My business was growing. I had no idea how to organize. I had no idea the best approach for things like hashtags. I had no idea how to 
get in front of more people. And so I invested in programs, memberships, and workshops. One of the first things I invested in was a group called the Social Media Marketer Society. And what this is, is a membership an industry of industry professionals in the social media marketing space. And with the membership in this program, you get one-year access to a library of videos and trainings. You also get access to a private Facebook group where people can ask questions and share resources, ideas, and examples. You also can get access to some people who are very high up in the social media marketing industry with years beyond me of experience in that sector. And so early in my days of social media marketing, I knew that I could either spend time learning by doing, which I did to an extent, but I also knew that I could maximize time and grow my skills if I invested in this program. And I only stayed in it for a year because you're in a program or workshop that's ongoing doesn't mean you have to stay in it forever. But for that first year, I really, really valued that membership because it allowed me to ask questions of people who would know the answers. As someone who is relatively green in the social media marketing space, it helped me connect with people who could really give me their qualified resources and their qualified examples of ways that they did things. And even if it was just a one-off question, like what's the best third-party scheduling app that you guys use? I could just drop it in that group and I could get an answer relatively quickly. And so that group membership was very, very important. And I really do value my time that I spent in that membership. Now, there are other things that you can purchase as far as advancing your education so that you can maximize time. Another program that I paid to be a part of was Allie Reeves hashtag like a boss one-time workshop. And so this was um, a little cheaper on the scale of what I paid for that one-year membership with the Social Media Marketing Society because Allie's hashtag workshop was just one day, one time, two-hour training, and then I could go on. And so that was um, more cost-effective, but I would say that the value of that program was absolutely phenomenal for the growth of my business and what I could offer for clients. So in that program, in the span of 90 minutes, she taught her exclusive hashtag strategy and she shared resources. She shared step-by-step methods and it really did teach me the strategy and action steps that I needed to be able to put some of these things into use for my clients. And this helped me really move faster and get better results. And I could have, again, played around with this all myself, figured it out on my own, but by investing in that workshop, I could learn the ropes of hashtags a lot faster and I could get some of that foundational knowledge about how hashtags worked when I didn't have a whole lot of experience in it. And that just showed me that whether it was a one-year-long time frame or a two-hour-long time frame, it didn't really matter. What mattered was making sure that I aligned my investment with a program that was going to help me find the results that I needed most. And in those two examples, sometimes I needed the ongoing support. Sometimes I needed that buffer of having someone I could turn to when I have a question. Other times I just needed a quick hitting way to build skills. And that's when I went for something like Allie's hashtag workshop. 
And there are going to be other examples of ways that you can learn from people who are maybe a little bit more skilled or a little bit more advanced than you. There are things like masterclasses where, again, kind of like Allie's workshop, it's one time, it's a short time frame, but it's full of value. And sometimes you'll get really lucky and these masterclasses will be offered for free from people who are huge names. And you have an opportunity to learn from somebody who has really a huge experience level and reputation for very little investment. So I would look for things like masterclasses. Um, And then I would look for workshops to build skills or things like masterminds or group programs if you need a little bit more of a long-term support in your growth. Now, those are two positive examples that I've had in purchasing and investing in the educational side of my business in order to earn some time back. Now, here is my story of a time that it wasn't so successful. So about two years into my business, I had not yet started an email marketing list, and I had heard time and again that it was so important for online businesses to have an email list so that they could send out information, drop in their clients and prospective clients' inboxes because email marketing was the way to go. And I really did like build slowly in my business. I didn't try to do all of the marketing channels at once. I don't advocate that for you either. I I wanted to build slowly, but but about two, three years into MKM was when I realized, okay, it was time to learn a little bit more about this email marketing business and really put it to use for my business. And so I found a coach who she was offering, I think I found her through Facebook ads, actually. She was offering a funnel uh, group program. It was going to be eight weeks long, and it was going to teach you how to take people who were just getting aware of your business or your company and really move them through what is called a funnel. So from just being aware of your products and services into consideration phase, and then into becoming a client and a repeat client. And in her method, I could tell right away that she was teaching based on the click funnels format. Now, if you're not familiar with click funnels, it is a marketing group and software that can help you with everything from building landing pages to emails and really like following a prescribed set of steps to move someone from being a prospective client to a client. Now, ClickFunnels always rubbed me the wrong way because I was like, it just seemed so prescriptive that it was disingenuous. So even before I signed up with this coach who I got the ads for, I was like kind of vetting her. So I was looking at her social media. I was reading up on the program. I was visiting her landing page. I even like signed up for a call so that I could get a little bit more information about this program before I made the investment. And when I got onto the call, it wasn't with her. She was like big enough at that point that she had people who did her sales for her. And so that kind of like gave me a little red flag too. I was like, okay, maybe I don't know if I need to talk to somebody whose like job is to sell me on this. I would kind of like to talk to the person that's offering the program herself. So that gave me a red flag, but you know what I did? Didn't listen to my gut. I signed up for it anyway. And so through the course of those eight weeks, I worked to build an email list. I tried constant contact. I tried MailChimp. I spent hours and hours trying to get these things to connect on the back end so that if somebody signed up for my email list, they would automatically get an email in response and they would get some kind of freebie attached to it. But no matter how hard I tried, no matter how many help chats I opened up with the help for these various softwares, 
I resulted in having nothing set up by the end of the eight weeks because it was roadblock after roadblock. And while she did offer support in the form of trainings, tutorials, um, Q&A sessions, her VA was very helpful and supportive. I came out of that program and I felt like I didn't make any progress. And fast forward to like a year later was when I learned about Flowdesk and oh my gosh, Flowdesk changed my life, but that's a story for another day. So you will have these times where you invest in programs and you invest in workshops and you think that they will be the answer to your problems and they may not be. And sometimes that is through no fault of your own. Sometimes that is through no fault of the coach's own. It's just where like something doesn't vibe, something doesn't match up. And so I will say that I would advise you before signing up or investing in a workshop or a group program, really do vet that. And if you have like a feeling in your gut or if you're getting the tingles of like a red flag that this might not be the program for you, please listen to it. Don't feel like you need to push forward. Don't feel like you need to be um, promoted or given another freebie to like sign up for a program or a course. Really do listen to your body because this is your investment of time and resources. And you want this to earn you time back. So make sure that what you are spending your time and money on is going to be something that gives you the results you're looking for in the end. All right, so that's number one. The thing that I think will get you time back is by investing in programs, workshops, or um, masterclasses so that you can enhance your knowledge or your skill around a particular set of steps or subject matter. That's number one. All right, number two. Another way that you can get your time back in your business is by implementing systems and softwares into the back end of your business. And this looks like having systems like a prescribed set of steps that you follow, or it looks like investing in certain programs so that you can organize and automate certain parts of the business. So a few things that we do here at MKM as far as systems. This year in 2023, we are like honing these systems a little bit better. So what that looks like here on the done for you social media marketing side is that every month kind of starts fresh. So from the first of the month through the seventh of the month, our clients have seven days to drop into a Google form if they have anything coming up that we need to know about on behalf of their business. So this could be events or new offers, things like that. So from the 1st to the 7th, they're going to drop that into a Google form. From the 7th through the 10th, I am building their content plans for the next month. Then I turn it over to my VA, Megan, who enters it into our ClickUp project management software. And then by the 15th, those are all entered for our MKM team members to see the upcoming tasks so that they can get started on those tasks. So that is a system that we have. We have certain dates, we have certain steps that are accomplished by certain dates so that things flow and that we have expected outcomes on certain timeframes. Now within that system, there are other systems as well. So for example, producing this podcast has a certain set of steps in a system too. So if this is a solo cast, I will record it. I will put it into a Dropbox folder. I will check it off and click up when this recording is done. Our podcast producer, Miranda, will then go into the Dropbox. She will grab that audio file and edit it and upload it to Libsyn, which is how we distribute it to the podcast platforms. 
Kayla will listen through it and write up the copy for the blog and for the show notes on the various podcast producers. I will work on social media side of marketing the podcast. Megan, our VA, will put it into our weekly email so that you know where you can access the newest episodes. So we have a system there too, and everybody on the team knows their role in how to get this podcast to your earbuds or your speakers, whatever you're listening on. But that is a system too. We know exactly how that's going to follow. Now we also have softwares that we bring in. So like our ClickUp that we've mentioned already. ClickUp is a project management tool that we started using in 2022. And it allows us to organize, assign dates, assign responsibilities to certain team members, attach um, items of reference, have chats, incorporate things like time tracking and Google Docs so that we can keep all of the information we need for our clients in one convenient space. Another product that's like this is Asana, and we truthfully did use Asana up until early, mid last year, Uh, but then we found that we needed some more uh, supports and things that Asana didn't offer. So I do really like Asana, but ClickUp just had a little bit more of the features that we needed as a team. So I would highly recommend, if you haven't yet, finding a project management tool. This is a great way to earn time back in your business because rather than letting things bounce around inside your head or writing things down on notebook paper and keeping it around your office, when you have a project management tool that is digital, whether it's ClickUp, Asana, Trello, Monday.com, Airtable, those programs can travel with you. So you can have it on your phone your laptop, your digital device of choice. And you can really track the progress and the advancement of these programs. Another software that we've used that has definitely earned us back time in 2022 is Slack. Slack is a chat tool that you can use either a free version or a paid version, and it keeps all of your communications housed in one place. So in our Slack for MKM, what that looks like is we have a Slack channel that is general. So that's where we can jot down notes. We can drop in anything that's relevant to the whole team. We have individual threads and communications between me and each team member. We also have channels for each client. So let's say that one of our clients, somebody on the team is responsible for getting a reel out for that client. They can chat with me in Slack and say, hey, Molly, did you get the video clips for this client yet? And then I can send over the photos and the videos into Slack so it gets to the team member who is putting that reel together, and it's all housed in one place. Before this, we were using text messaging, voice memos, and emails, and it was just getting to be too much volume of communications, and we couldn't say exactly where those communications were at. And we'd be like, oh, shoot, was that in the email? Or we'd go back and we'd say, oh, that attachment wasn't there. And now with Slack, we can really house all our communications in one convenient space. And that keeps us from having to go searching for all of the um, communications that we have during the week. So Slack has been a huge game changer for saving us time in communications. Now, if you don't have a huge team, then maybe you can get by with just email or text message communications. Um, But I will say if you have a team of any size, Slack is a great way to organize and save time in that communication space. Other softwares that we use here are Dubsado, which is a client, oh, I always screw this up. CRM is the acronym. Client, I don't know. It's called CRM. But Dubsado, there are similar ones like HoneyBook. 
that help you really organize your customers and clients. And this is for housing things like contracts. It can also invoice. It can be a questionnaire um, resource. So you can have your clients fill out information when they start a project or they come into your sphere. And then they can complete that questionnaire. It's all housed in one place alongside their contracts, their invoices, any notes that you have. So it's really a good way, again, to organize. And the cool thing about Dubsado and HoneyBook, you can set up automations. So as soon as someone signs a contract, they can get kicked over to an automated next step. And it really does save you time there too. So in short, by having systems and softwares, you can save time in your business. Now up front, it is going to take a little bit of a time investment to get these things off the ground. And it might also take the in, an investment of bringing in somebody who can show you how to do these things more efficiently. But after the initial setup phase, the amount of time that these programs have saved our team is really invaluable in helping us be able to execute on behalf of our clients. So I'd encourage you to look for softwares and systems. And you can really scale this as your business grows. For a lot of these systems, we started with free tools like Google Docs and Google Drive. And then as our business grew, we grew with our subscriptions too. So then after a time with Google Docs, we added Asana. When Asana didn't work anymore, we went to ClickUp. For a time, we kept our communications in text and email. Then once we got to a certain size, we switched over to Slack. So you can incorporate these systems and softwares at any time at any phase of your business. But I really do encourage you to look for places where systems and a certain like a, a prescribed set of steps can help you execute a task or softwares that can help you execute these tasks. All right, the third way you can save time in your business is with people. And this can look like hiring an employee this can look like hiring a coach. This can look like hiring a VA, or this can look like hiring out a contractor. So by bringing people into your business, you're really maximizing your time and having other people help you get to where you want to go quicker and faster. So let's dig into each of these individually. So first up, when you think about bringing people into your business, a lot of people that I hear from that own businesses they first start with saying, oh, I need to hire an employee right away. And for certain business models, hiring employees makes the most sense. And so this looks like having someone who is dedicated to your team, your business growth. This could be in a full-time or a part-time capacity. Uh, this is something that I just started having like official, official employees in late 2021. And so I'm still learning the ropes of all this. and. I'm not going to pretend to be an expert and guide you through that process because somebody knows better than I do. But having employees is really a gift because what I've noticed is that like it just it has a different vibe when somebody is like really dedicated to your business, your vision, like you can really depend on them and you know that they're going to execute at a certain level. And I love having a team of really, really great people and being able to share the vision that I have with them and then have them believe in that vision and really care about the clients as much as we do. So employees are fantastic. 
I don't believe, though, that every business needs to have an employee to bring people and support in. So I'm not spending a lot of time talking about employees because, again, this is a relatively new thing for me. So let's move into some of the other formats that you can bring people into your business, too. So first up, you can hire someone as a virtual assistant. Now, we've had a ton of inquiries here at MKM about virtual assistants. I have a fantastic virtual assistant. Her name is Megan, and I could not get through a fraction of what we do at MKM without her. So the first thing to know about virtual assistants is that they are assistants. (laughs) So they help you with a variety of tasks that arise in your business, and they are virtual. So they work remotely to help you execute whatever it is that you need executing. So virtual assistants specialize in certain areas. Some are generalists. So if a VA is a generalist, they might help you with anything from social media content to categorizing QuickBooks to doing digital organizing and filing, whatever it is that you can use remote help with. And then you'll also run into virtual assistants who really have their niche that they like to serve. So when I talk about my virtual assistant, Megan, she loves the admin side of supporting business owners. And she works with me in helping me do the things that I am not so great at on that admin side. So she will filter my inbox and clean it up. She will organize our Canva folders. She will keep things organized in our Google Drives. She will get all of our tasks uploaded into ClickUp and assigned to all of the people who those go to. She helps with billing and invoicing. She compiles monthly reports for our clients at the end of the month. And she really is that like that business, almost like a business manager. So online business manager might be a term or a phrase that you come in contact with too. And I would totally call my friend Megan that. And she like knows how to set up our new clients in Dubsado. She knows how to set up questionnaires and forms in Dubsado. And so she really specializes in that admin support side. Now, some virtual assistants really love the social media side of things. And as the business owner, when you look at all of the tasks that are required by you, sometimes that social media is what you want to hand off first. And certain VAs love to do the social media. Certain VAs do not so much. So it's really important to know before you go into a VA search or a virtual assistant search, know exactly what you want support in. Do you want support in the admin side of things? Do you want somebody to just short-term clean up your uh, digital files? Do you want somebody for long-term support? And being really clear on what you need up front will help you align with the best VA for you. And every VA relationship, I know Megan does this too, starts with making sure that you are aligned in not just the tasks, but also in that working relationship. So the fact that you guys vibe, that you have good communications, that you get a good feeling, that you know that this is going to be a relationship that will see it through. So having that first introductory call with a virtual assistant is hugely important so that you can really feel each other out. You have that opportunity to talk through, hey, here's what I need. Is this something that you're interested in? And whether or not that aligns will be revealed during that discovery call. But I highly, highly, highly recommend if you are a business owner who is in the early stages of looking for ways to bring people in 
to help you get time back in your business, I cannot recommend enough beginning with a virtual assistant because that virtual assistant can help you in so many areas and it really is a great way to start bringing on people support as your business grows. The second way you can bring in people to support your business growth is by outsourcing to a specialized contractor. By outsourcing to someone who is specialized in certain areas, you know that you are getting support from somebody who has a specific skill set. So this might be someone who specializes in bookkeeping, tax prep, social media marketing, email marketing, copywriting, web design, um, AI, coding. You can find contractors in a variety of areas, but they are mostly going to be really specialized and honed in. So much like I talked about with the VA perspective, before you begin outsourcing to a contractor, know exactly what it is that you are looking for. Because most contract employees that have their own businesses or operate as freelancers, they're going to be specialized in certain areas. And so if you are someone who desires social media strategy support, you might find someone who advertises themselves as a social media contractor, but maybe they specialize in ads lining up, or maybe they specialize in building content, and that might not align with strategy all the way. So your contractors are going to be great ways to get really effective, specialized support as your business grows. But much like what I advised during the VA component is that it helps to know exactly what you're looking for and be able to clearly define the objectives that you have in bringing this person on board your team. And this can change and it can morph over time. But know that with a contractor, whether it is through a VA role or through someone who is a specialized contractor for a certain skill set, you will be um, using this person within the bounds of a contract. And so that contract may have a time frame that really sets boundaries. They may have a um, a certain defined delivery method or number of deliverables. And you really are working on that contract. Whereas with an employee, where you have them for a certain amount of time or you have them uh, in an hourly basis or a salary basis, with a contractor, your working relationship may be defined by a specific set of deliverables. So look at that as you're thinking about how to bring people on and say, is this going to be best supported by someone who is an employee, a virtual assistant, or a contractor? The last way to bring people on to support your business and get time back is by having a coach. And we can have a whole episode on coaching, but what I want you to know is that bringing in a coach, while it is an investment, they can help you collapse time. And collapsing time is a super trendy term that I don't even like to use, but it really does help because that person is helping you from a state of being more experienced. And they can guide you through problems, struggles, successes, celebrations, and getting to the next step in a way that is faster and more efficient because they have that guidance, because they have been there before and they can teach you from experience. Now, do you absolutely need a coach? No. Simply put, no. I don't think every person needs a coach. But I do think if you want to get your time back, I do think that if you want to move in a faster, more efficient way from stage to stage in business, 
that having a coach will get you there faster. And I do feel like it'll give you that space you need to get feedback, to bounce ideas, and to just like feel like you have a fallback support person as you are moving quickly. And I know that I've had coaches at various points of my business journey. I haven't had one consistently all the way through. But in those phases and seasons of business where I did have that coach support, I can look and say, oh my gosh, I accomplished so much in a short time frame because I had that person who I could just lean into and use as my guide. And I really do encourage you, no matter where you're at in business, you will find a coach that is aligned to you and can help you through that phase that you are in. So coaches specialize either by like product-based or service-based. Some coaches only work with females. Some only work with males. Some coaches work with brand new business owners. Some coaches work with individuals once they hit a certain income threshold. So you really can specialize and find that coach that fits exactly where you're at in your business so it can get you to the next level. But again, kind of like we talked about in the early phase of the podcast about programs and workshops, there are going to be coaches at a variety of price points, investments, and it's really important to vet the potential coach to make sure that you guys vibe, to make sure that you can really get what you need as a return on the investment that you're making and that this person feels like a person who you want to emulate, that you really want and you like not just the skills that they're offering, but really look at the lifestyle that they have and look at where they're spending their time and where they're spending their money and where they're making investments and growing, because that will give you a good indication of what you will expect or what you can expect from your coaching relationship with that person. Okay, everybody, I feel like I went into this with a really good framework. And then as I was talking, I got kind of bungled up a few times. So I hope it makes sense. But in short, as a business owner, your time is stretched thin. As a business owner with kids or a partner or a family or other obligations outside of work, I know your time is stretched even thinner. So using some of these methods can help you get time back. Whether you choose to enhance your skill set so that you can work a little faster with programs and workshops, whether you choose to implement systems and softwares to help you automate and make things operate a little smoother on the back end, or whether you choose to bring people on board to your team. That can look like hiring your first employee. That can look like bringing in a virtual assistant, outsourcing to a contractor who specializes in certain skills, or having the guidance of a coach. All of these are options available to you right now online so that you can maximize your time as you grow this business. I firmly, firmly believe that whatever it is you're looking for, there is somebody or something that can help you achieve it. If you are wondering where to start, do not hesitate to reach out, molly at mollyknuthmedia.com. And I can typically find someone in my own network who can help you through the struggles that you are facing. So if you're like, I have this issue, I don't know where to turn or who would be a good person to help, absolutely reach out, molly at mollyknuthmedia.com. If you heard about my VA, Megan, and you're like, she sounds like a godsend, (laughs) she is. Um, You can also reach out and say, hey, I don't need to talk to you. I just need to get in touch with Megan. So again, molly at mollyknuthmedia.com, and I will get you in touch with her. 
And I just encourage you to explore all of these options so that you can get back your most precious resource, your time. Thank you so much for listening and for allowing me to sit with you for a short amount of time. I cannot wait to be back next week with even more. Take care. Hey friend, thank you so much for listening in to The Found Podcast. If you loved what you heard in today's episode, please head over to The Found Podcast on iTunes or Spotify and leave us a review. It means so much to know how you think about these episodes where I pour out my heart or to know what strategies you found most effective from our guest experts. While you're there, you can also check out that library of 100 plus episodes of stories of female founders and successful strategies for getting found in your business. Thank you again for being here this week and I'll be back with even more in next week's episode.